Welcome to Think Like a Boss podcast, a podcast featuring entrepreneurs and business leaders and their stories of success and what it takes to be a boss in their industry. My very first guest is Lolita Morrow, a comedian and author of the book, Think Like a Bartender. Welcome, Lolita. Hey, Christy. Thanks for having me. You are so welcome. So how excited are you about publishing your first book? I'm standing on my head right now. You can't see me, but that's how excited <laughs> I am. Uh, no, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, you know, this is my first book and I'm a person that I really don't like to write, but um, I'm really excited about it. And I hope all the readers are excited to read it as well. Yeah, they should be. So what inspired you to write a book about bartending of all subjects? Uh, you know, short answer, I enjoy cocktails. Uh, the long answer is I um, started doing stand-up comedy for a while and it was pretty successful. I had done stand-up at Caroline's on Broadway and Broadway Comedy Club and a few other places in New York. But, you know, comedy is a late night thing and it was really hard to try to manage my full-time job and then be somewhere on the Lower East Side at 1 a.m., you know, to do stand-up. So I thought, you know, how can I get paid to be myself? Like, what are the things that I enjoy doing and how can I put those things together? So I enjoy, you know, cocktails, a good whiskey, a good tequila. I enjoy the craft of mixology. Uh, I used to be a bartender uh, very, very early in my career from college. And then I like stand-up comedy. So I really combined all those things together and that, you know, was the thing that uh, started the book. I was sitting at a bar and noticing the things that bartenders have in common with the regular person. And all my success in corporate America ended up being tied to things I learned behind the bar. So it was a really great way for me to add some comedy, talk about some business skill sets, and, you know, still be able to um, express myself, but in a different form. So tell me a little bit about the book. Like, are you, is it ready to be published or you do, you have a favorite chapter? Give me a little bit more insight into what this book is about. Cause I'm intrigued to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, think like a bartender. A lot of people, when they first read it, their question is, well, are you a bartender? I said, well, I used to be, but a lot of my success was things I learned behind the bar. Uh, one of my favorite chapters is you have to know when to cut people off. Right. So you think about a bartender you have a customer and you can tell they've had a little bit too much. There's a certain process that you have to go through when you look at the physical and the nonverbal characteristics to decide whether or not this person has had enough and how you're going to approach removing them from the bar. The huh. same thing in regular life. You have that friend, you're looking at them, they're starting to be a bit of an annoyance. You're like, hmm, I got to go through some steps because I got to cut them out of my life. <laughs> So it, it, it's so interesting, the parallels between the two. So every chapter I talk about, you know, a personal experience, uh, either something in my life that was comical that happened. Then I go into what bartenders do for that particular. For example, I talk about how they cut people off. Then I talk about how in our regular lives we have to cut people off. And then at the end of each chapter, there's a comical illustration and then there's a cocktail recipe with a uh, thematic title tied to the chapter. So oh, the cocktail nice. recipe for 
Yeah, so the cocktail recipe for the chapter, you have to know when to cut people off, is called I Meant What I Meant, but it's M-I-N-T. So it's a fun kind of gin, um, mint cocktail recipe, but it's kind of based on the theme of the chapter. Um, You know, and I didn't reinvent the wheel here. I just wanted people to have a fun recipe. A lot of these are, are recipes that are already out there. They're just renamed, something easy that you can make at home. And that you can remember the chapter uh, about when you when you make the cocktail and have that drink. Yeah, this sounds like a fun read. Like it sounds like okay, so you're mixing comedy with uh, cocktail mixing. I mean, what could be better than that? I mean, do you anticipate I, I, that this book will be something <laughs> that is just off the charts as far as just something and different? It's different. <laughs> uh, you know, for me, the goal, you know, as I said earlier. I I don't like to write even when I was in school or in grad school, you know, I I chose my degrees based off of a thesis. I said, wait a minute, is there writing with this one? Okay, okay, give me that one. So I I literally (laughs) am a pretty concise person, but I also wanted the book to be concise because if I gave you a book and it's called Think Like a Bartender and it's 400 pages long, you would be like, oh my God. You know, so the book is about the size of a, a cocktail book. You know, I want it to be where if you have to finish if you haven't had two cocktails and you're still reading, then it's a problem. You know, so it's a quick, fun book uh, with illustrations and cocktail recipes. And it's just something that I wanted to do. And it's a labor of love. So uh, hopefully it does very well. But, you know, if it sells 100 copies, I am still very excited about it because it can extend. We can have, um, think like a bartender. There could be speeches about it. We could have a podcast about it, actually. Um, there could be different uh, cocktail recipes or mixology kits that we make. So it's a brand that's going to have extensions past the book. Absolutely. Well, so let me ask you this then. When is the book release party? And am I invited? There <laughs> oh, she go. There she go. Um, you know, so yes, there will be several release parties um, and they'll be on the East Coast and the West Coast. I can let you know that we're looking at the official release of the book to be November 19th. Now, pre-sale, yeah, pre-sale will be happening prior to that. Maybe in the next couple of weeks, we'll start pre-sale and people will start to see a lot of media attention around the book. But I think in New York, we'll likely have a launch party first in the early um, part of November, mid-November, and then maybe on the West Coast as well. But I'll make sure to, you know, send you an evite so you can, you can go, you can come. It's all good. (laughs) That sounds good to me. I'm looking forward to receiving that. And you know, I will make a trip to New York. So, um, so I happened to come across your Instagram page and you had a post where you're reading for your audio book. When does that drop? And and how was, what was that process like? And and where can we hear it? Will it be like on Spotify or Apple play or Apple podcast? Like, What's that process like for you? First, I want to congratulate you on stalking. That's really cool. I like that. No, that's it's my job. That's it's my job. Really good. Yeah. So <laughs> I I decided to do an audio book as well. So it the book will be in print. It'll be be available via ebook, but also an audio book because I thought to myself, a lot of people travel like I do for work, or they're on the go. They have kids, and this is something you can literally listen to. And, you know, laugh your way through the chapters and just have a good time. So it's just another compliment to it. So I'm in the studio right now, actually, 
recording the audiobook and I'm having a really good time with it it's it's like performance art and uh I'm not even gonna say which medium I would suggest someone you know listen to the book I think if you read it you're gonna have a different sort of attachment versus listening to it but they both will be you know funny and fulfilling that's cool Ooh, I'm gonna write that down hold on let me get a pen funny I know that's fulfilling. right I could use that <laughs> go on okay <laughs> <laughs> Got to write it down when you're thinking about it. I yeah. know that's right. Yeah. So did you dedicate this book to anyone special? I mean, it's your first book. So obviously it's meaningful. Did you dedicate it to anyone special? You know, there's a dedication. And uh, since this is the first podcast that Think Like a Bartender has been on, I'll actually tell you what the dedication says. Um, the dedication says to every toast, cheer, laugh, tear, shot, hangover, and hang under I've ever experienced at a bar. And then it goes on to say, to those liquid therapists who listened and loved while they poured and pondered. So the dedication is to bartenders. It's to the craft of bartending. It's to all of my friends who are bartenders, all of the people who are in the service and hospitality industry, anyone who's had to listen to someone while they're doing multiple things in their life. Um, but mostly it's it's to those those bartenders who we all have, you know, shared things with. Uh, we have our favorite bar that we go to. We have our favorite drink. And that's who the dedication is for. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you hear it, you heard it here, folks. You heard the dedication here first, exclusive from yeah. Think Like a Bartender. So that's pretty cool. Well, with you saying that, it just automatically makes me wonder... Do you have any memorable stories from when you were bartending? Like some things that happened. I mean, of course, you don't want to reveal any names or, but just anything interesting that happened that kind of would make people, you know, feel extra intrigued to dive into your book. Uh, you know, I'd like to say bartending is a lot like human resources. <laughs> you know, oh, you have, no. yeah, you ha <laughs> you have all those stories, and you're like, ooh. But if they're listening, I can't share it. But, you know, I, I will I will definitely say that I have met some of my best friends at bars. Um, I've lost friendships at bars. You know, I've started my first nonprofit business at a bar. You know, um, it's really that community. Um, and in one of my chapters, I talk about the TV show Cheers. It's similar to that community where you can walk in somewhere and you know that bartender. And if it's a place that's your favorite place, they may be already making that drink before you sit down. Or if it's a, an interesting bar, like a mixology bar or something, you can go in and ask them, hey, I want something that's gin-based or rum-based. What, what can you make me? And not only do you have that libation, but you learn something about that person too. Um, it is sort of a, a therapy in a way. And I think that I wouldn't be who I am today had it not been for <laughs> customers cursing at me or congratulating me on a drink I made or even recently my experience in the last, you know, several years has been on the opposite side of the bar. I'm a customer now. So I love going in, talking to my friends and owners of bars in New York, and we catch up on our families and our lives and, and sports teams. I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. Congratulations <laughs> to me. Thank you. Uh, you know, so it's it's just it's a great place to really get to know people and get to know yourself. So I think there are a lot of stories in the book that a lot of people will be able to relate to. 
Um, and whether or not you drink, and I say that, it doesn't even matter if you've had an alcoholic drink or not. You can relate to a lot of things in the book. You can go to a, a tea spot and have the same experiences. Uh, so it's not specific to alcohol. And the book doesn't advocate or encourage excessive drinking. It's just about, you know, my lessons that I've learned or relearned while sipping or enjoying a cocktail or six. <laughs> You know, you bring up a good point because until you said it, I hadn't even really realized how bars play such an incremental part of our lives. Like we literally, like whenever I travel to cities for work or even just for leisure, what do we do first? We usually try to scope out to find out what's the best bars or restaurants to go to. So um, you brought up how, you know, life really does happen in a bar. You know, you sit there and we, we do a lot in bars. Mm-hmm. So I actually just thought about that. So that that's pretty interesting and cool. Um, where can people find you or where can your fans, your new fans find you on social media? Yeah, so I have, um, there's an Instagram page. It's at Think Like a Bartender. That's on Instagram. Um, <clears throat> they can also go to the website, www.thinklikeabartender.com. And there'll be updates on that page as well. I think Instagram is really one of the best uh, mediums because I talk about the process of the book, bars I visit, I'm taking pictures. Um, and I'll also let you know that I am starting to think like a bartender podcast. And I thought to myself, I said, well, you know, what, what am I going to have on the podcast? I know so many amazing bartenders and the podcast is going to highlight one bartender each episode. And we're going to talk about, you know, how they started bartending where can we find them if anyone wants to get a drink from them? And then also a little bit about a specific chapter in the book. Um, I think that helps shine a light on the bartending industry, on bartenders uh, in particular, and also talk a little bit about the book. And, and we'll be drinking kind of like I am right now. I'm, I'm, I'm having a, let's see, this is the Irish coffee that I'm sipping on right now, if you're, if you're wondering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I heard you sipping over there and you did oh, yeah. uh, even you know, invite me to the party there. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no pressure. What, what's your go-to? Um, like it's, you know, what's your go-to drink? Like when you're really needing to be comforter? Because I imagine there's different drinks that um, people tend to, to go to when they are happy or when they're going through something personal. Um, do you have a favorite comfort drink? Um, you know, it's really interesting for me. It's impossible for me to drink when I'm sad. And I know it's a reverse because most people, they're like, oh, I had a bad day. Let me get a drink. I don't associate it with it. Like I drink when I'm having a good time, when I'm happy. Uh, My favorite drink, I'm a a whiskey girl. Uh, I specifically love like Irish whiskeys. Um, Red Breast is one of my favorite. Uh, It's like a single pot uh, distilled whiskey. It's really good. Jameson is another great go-to. I also love tequila. So pretty much whiskey and tequilas, not at the same time, um, are, are two things that, you know, I really enjoy. I love a Manhattan. Uh, when it's with a tequila, I love to sip a tequila or I love a really good margarita, but I prefer it to be kind of like a Cadillac margarita with a little, you know, um, like an Añejo or a Reposado tequila with a little bit of like Cointreau. Look at the mouths watering over there in, in, in podcast land. I see you guys. <laughs> because you, when you said tequila, that's going right up my alley. I love a yeah. good Don Julio tequila. 
mixed with, uh, you know, it, it, that's the first thing I look for is, is Don Julio. That's my preferred tequila. So yeah, I, I, I'm over here drooling. I'm thinking wow. yeah, I should put some wow. <laughs> There you go. There you go. This podcast has been sponsored by Don that's Julio. Right. You, you need to really uh, let them know. Quite a few names. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So tell me, will there be a book signing schedule announced? Because I think people are really going to want to meet you, not just pick up this book, but I think they're going to want to talk to you, share their stories, meet you. Like, what's your plans for, you know, when you drop this book? Are you going to have a book signing or anything coming up soon? Yeah, you know, I think we will have um, a lot of kind of social events, you know, in and around, I guess, the tri-state area since I'm here in New York, um, but also I'm on the West Coast quite a bit. So I'm sure we'll also have some things in uh, California as well. Um, I don't really have any dates right now, but there'll be book signings. We'll probably have a sponsored cocktail for that night, depending on, you know, if it's um, a tequila or whiskey company, we'll have like a sponsored cocktail that's tied into the book theme. And it'll just be, you know, really fun. Um, I am also willing to, pour myself out if anyone wants to pay for me to personally come to your house. Now listen, I will personally come to your house, make cocktails while I read or recite the book. Now that's a little bit more expensive, but uh, yeah, for those people that, you know, don't like to read or use their eyes, I can come to your house and we can do it that way too. (laughs) So you'll be making the drinks and doing the book reading at the same time? Absolutely. Different voices and everything. Awesome. I think that's awesome. I have a feeling your Instagram is about to light up like a Christmas tree with people taking uh, interest in doing that. That's yeah. pretty cool. Let's do I it. Would say that's a first for um, a book reading is mm-hmm. to have cocktails made during a book reading. You've you've hit something right there. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty intrigued. I may have to uh, give you my address in Houston. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it won't matter at the end because they'll probably be so tipsy they'll be like that. That was an amazing. That's right. <laughs> That is right. And the perfect time to take their money to sell all the books. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, you know, I have a question for you about those that are out there thinking about writing a book. I've, I've entertained it. I know there's a lot of other people out there that have entertained writing a book. Like, what was that process for you? Um, putting this book together, because obviously you're passionate about it. You've got ideas swirling around in your head. You've got recipes swirling around in your head. So what was that process like for you putting this book together? You know, um, it wasn't easy. Um, I'm self-publishing this book and I wanted to self-publish it because if it was going to be my first book or last book, I wanted it to be the way I envisioned from the cover to the dedication, to the pictures, to the recipes. This is me in a book and I'm giving myself, you know, to the world. And I don't regret that. Um, If you have an idea, you know, I always tell myself that there is so much legal money in this world (laughs) still to be made. Write a book. I started, I was sitting at a bar and I was a little, you know, sad that I couldn't do stand-up anymore because of the time it was taking. And I was just staring at, a bunch of bottles behind the bartender and I thought huh this could be a book and thanks to the cloud I was able to just write wherever I was if I was on a plane on a train um on a subway sitting at a bar and it was a process this book took a little over uh easily a little over a year and a half to write because life 
still goes on. You know, we still have to provide for our families and, and be there for our friends and for ourselves. So it, it was a true labor of love. And I would encourage anyone to just do it because if you've listened to anyone who's made it in life, not me, I mean, but I'm talking to people that's really made it, you know, made it in life. Yeah. <laughs> they always say they didn't think it would happen, but they just kept trying. So, um, you know, like my grandfather used to tell me the worst thing anyone can tell you in life is no. So that means you got a 50% chance of everything happening if you think about it. So I say go for it. Um, yeah. That's awesome. And speaking of your grandfather, who has inspired you? Just anybody out there that's really just kind of kept you going and kept you motivated? Because, you know, just I'm sure there's been those days where you're like, what am I doing? I've got a day job, you know, I've got life, you know, anybody inspired you that just kind of kept you going? Um, You know, my grandparents who are no longer here, they they raised me and uh, they are always with me and I'm so happy that they instilled in me the ability to laugh at myself the ability to not take things so seriously um because that's infectious you know you're able to you could tell if someone's having a bad day and you may crack a little joke or say something about yourself and and they smile a little bit and I think little by little those things kind of change the world so my grandparents um are definitely an inspiration to me you know constantly uh, and that's something that I, I always try to do is, is you know, inspire others if it's through the book, through stand-up or whatever. Um, and also, I'd say just all the stories that need to be told. Um, I think I may have mentioned to you, I started, you know, producing in films. So I just um, associate produced a really great short film. It's called Burden. And it's written and directed by a great friend of mine, Nathan Hale Williams. And it's a great great film uh we just had our film premiere uh in miami at a film festival and we just got picked up as official selections and a couple of other film festivals but films are a way for people to tell their stories and that's a passion of mine you know there are still so many stories out there that need to be heard and anything that i can do to help get that out you know i want to be a part of so um things like that are kind of my inspiration people's stories continuing to be told and and just helping the world be a better place with laughter. That's wonderful. That is, and you're all over the place, film producing and a book author and, and, and still holding down a day job, I assume. You mm-hmm. know. I'm sleep. I'm sleep right now. You don't even know I'm sleep right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was about to say, you pretty much have to schedule breathing and sleeping. <laughs> I am sleep right now. <laughs> well, well, Irish whiskey. I hear Irish that. Whiskey. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be interviewed. I mean, is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience um, about the book, about your film, about life in general, just anything else in the last couple of minutes that we have? Uh, no, you know, I'll I'll leave you guys with a, a quote that I, I love and I'm afraid to say where the quote came from in case I'm wrong, but I know the quote and it says, of all sad words, of tongue and pen the saddest are these it might have been and that just means how sad will it be at the end of your life to say I wonder what would have happened if I would have wrote that book or I wonder what would have happened if I would have started that business so you never know so you know don't let those be those sad words just get out there think like a bartender and uh you know keep pushing that is perfect I am so inspirational oh my god I just inspired myself 
You know I just that? I just re-inspired myself. I'm about to go that write is, another book. It's called Think Like a Think Like a Barber. Think, <laughs> Have you been a barber too? I have not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's always Think Like a Bartender Part 2. So there you have it. That is fantastic. Well, Lolita, thank you so much again. Once again, Lolita Morrow, author of Think Like a Bartender, book coming out in November. She's promised me that I get to come to the book signing. So y'all heard it here. But um, thanks again (laughs) for being here. This has been Think Like a Boss podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much, Christy. Take care.